Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Okay, audience, I have a new exciting series, part of my orgasmic life. So, you ready for it? It is called The Adventures of a New Pro Dom. And my latest prodigy <laughs> is Madame K. And so this is going to be this is going to be the show where me and Madame K talk about her journeys of becoming everything from the beginning stages of her becoming a pro dominatrix to what it's like being a pro dom to all the things that you know you've all been curious and wanted to know. Um, you know you've spent way too much time with me in the world of sex and the wildness of my sex life. And then you have me and Mistress Cherry, the two of us together are like quite the handful and we're like, you know, quite crazy and wild. And yes, very entertaining, but still crazy and wild. Where Madame K brings this beautiful youthfulness to the world of kink and BDSM. And I want you to have all of the variables. So stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Again, make sure you look, listen to the content. Look at the content warning before you listen. That's at this point of the game, you know better. <laughs> if you end up in somewhere that you didn't want to go, it's because you didn't read the content warning. You're spending time with me. Anything can happen. All right. So I'm Empress Gaia. For everybody who's the first time you're meeting me, I am a BDSM wellness specialist, a pro dominatrix, and a holistic sexual wellness specialist. And I make the world a safer, safer, funner, sexier, and definitely kinkier place for us all. <laughs> all right. So I want to introduce the, my new co-host for Adventures of a New Pro Dom, Madame K. Say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. Thank you, Empress Gaia. Great introduction. Lovely to be with you this afternoon. Yes, I'm super excited. So first things first, Madame Kay and I have known each other since we were children. So there's a lot of history between the two of us. And for all of our listeners who are in the West Coast, that's where Madame K is. So if you're like all the audience is like, oh man, they're always in Ontario. 
now, now you have your own little dom at the West Coast, okay? Hello, all my lovelies. <laughs> um, so we're going to start at the very beginning. So you're going through your life. What made you decide to change? Because like, how old are you? Let's, let's just start with how old you are now. I'm, I'm a young 48. Right. So you're 48 years old and you've yeah. just started like, really, we just, you just started like, when did you make the decision? What was it in January? This year? Um, well, we first started talking about it um, around this time last year. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was going through a change in my life of uh, being fitness and having my um, fitness career kind of slowing down because of medical stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was going through the process of an education area. And, you know, you and I chat quite often and you're asking me, how is that going? And I was like, great. And then, you know, we talk about your life and I was always interested in your life and it's always been exciting and kind of living vicariously through you. Um, and then you had asked me, would you ever be interested in doing this as a career? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's involved. And, and it was like, because I for the most part, a lot of us live in a vanilla world, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, so for a second here, I'm just going to, every once in a while when there's a term, I'm just going to kind of like give a little yep. what that term definition is. So uh, we use the word vanilla often. And so vanilla is kind of like um, people use it in different variations um, from the way that you live your life. So anything that's outside of the world of kink or BDSM often is revert to as vanilla. Vanilla sex is where you do it with the lights off and missionary position um, because uh, anything above that to somebody is kinky somewhere. So that's that's that when we use the word term, that terminology, that's where that comes from. Okay, carry on. Okay. Um, and then I finished my education and I was working in um, the school system as an educated assistant mm -hmm. um, and it was going pretty well for the first part of that short career and then I switched schools and it wasn't <laughs> yes <laughs> um, I don't play well with others <laughs> uh, I've, I've always never played well with others ever since I was a child. I was always told that I'm too boisterous, too loud, take up too much space. I'm uh, too dominant. I've been told I was a bully. Um, so I always had to repress my true nature, mm -hmm. um, which I believe is something no one should ever have to do. Yeah. And I've struggled with it. I've, you know, I've had to really put a filter on what I say and what I do. And that's not my true nature. And as I was getting older, um, and it really started like in my thirties mm -hmm. when I really started taking that filter off. And then when I hit 40, it was like this magic thing happened. <laughs> and I really started not caring. I started moving away from that passive aggressive and really just being, this is what it is. This is how I feel. Um, I'm not going to apologize for myself anymore. And it really came to a head about six months ago. 
and I'd had enough. Mm -hmm. And that's when we revisited that. So how's it going? And I'm like, not well. (laughs) So do you think you want to visit that question again that I posed to you about six months ago? And I'm like, yep, let's go for it. And that was January. Yeah. Um, So January was the month that I said yes. Um, Just so that, you know, the audience knows I am married. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm also married um, to a man, mm-hmm. uh, owners of a penis, <laughs> and uh, and I'm we practice conscious monogamy. Okay, and please hold while I explain yep. that. Please yep. hold. <laughs> so there are three kinds of uh, relationship uh, styles. There's actually there's more. There's so there's monogamy which means that you're only attracted to one other human being. That means you only whack off, think about, fantasize, and find attractive one other person on the planet, okay? Which is, by the way, that monogamy is very rare. It's a very rare, rare thing, like a unicorn, really, actually. Uh, (laughs) Then we have dysfunctional monogamy, where we pretend we're monogamous, but we're actually not. We all think about, fantasize, whack off, and are attracted to other people. (laughs) But we pretend that we aren't. And so that's very dysfunctional and unhealthy and creates a whole lot of other problems. And there's many episodes I've done on, on this topic. So you can go into the uh, the library of my orgasmic life and you'll find lots that I talk about this. And then we have conscious monogamy where you are aware and everybody's not delusional and everybody's honest about we are attracted to other people, but we choose to not act upon that attraction. So it's like, yes, so-and-so thought, I thought so-and-so was hot. And yes, I flirted with so-and-so. And, you know, and yes, I watched porn and I whacked off. And this is what I learned. Here, do you want to come see what I watched? Like that's what conscious monogamy is, is where there's a, a real clear understanding that people that are involved in the relationship are attracted to other people and other people are attracted to them, but they are choosing to only act upon it sexually within their relationship with each other and then there is ethically non-monogamous where there's a whole many different layers of that but it's ethical because you've everybody involved is on the same page and knows about it and then there's unethical non-monogamy kind of like the dysfunctional monogamy but it's now you're having sex with more than one person and you're not ethical and it's usually cheating and there's a whole bunch of other drama that goes along with that okay all right and carry on. <laughs> so I live with my husband in the conscious monogamy world. Um, and it's, 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 uh, that's also been a very freeing thing for me to find a partner that I can openly say to what Empress Gaia had just finished describing what a conscious monogamous is. Um, that's one part of my life I've never had to suppress since being married to him, which is beautiful And it also gives us different flavors to explore our own sexuality with each other. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's where I live. Um, He, when I first had this conversation with Empress, um, I said, well, she said, well, talk to your husband. I said, absolutely. I talked to him and he's like, whatever makes you happy, happy, babe, go for it. 
Now he doesn't want to know what I do <laughs> in my dungeon and that's okay. Um, and that's for right now. And I always give him the opportunity if he wants to know, I, it, he can always ask me, the door is always open. So um, I started not always that. open to the dungeon, but no, definitely open not to the that. dungeon. Not to the <laughs> Just open to the details of what I did that day with a particular client. But, yes, <laughs> um, um, or what I discussed, you know, with Empress Gaia or my other fellow um, pro dominatrix, Mrs. Cherry. Yes. Um, so again, he could live vicariously, and that's that open conscious monogamy. Right. It's that sexuality piece between us and there's no secrets, which is a beautiful thing and it's amazing and something that I don't have to suppress. Um, that being said, becoming a pro dominatrix was just something that I think has just been deeply integrated into my DNA. Um, because since I've been on this journey, I've completely dived in. <laughs> Without which, we're, 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 which we're going to get into uh, our, yeah. in, in our, second, our second episode, yeah. we will get into yeah. the training and that she went through yeah. and, and all the experiences that happened in that. And that's right. so juicy. And you really <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> you totally want to listen to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I started... Um, but before my EA experience, I was a personal trainer mm -hmm. and a group fitness instructor for and a long time. Yeah. Um, close to 18 years. Yeah. Um, it was something that I first got involved with when I had started my weight loss journey. And one of my friends had said, Oh, you could totally teach this. You have that personality which is that dominant personality and taking charge of a room, um, which I've always been told <laughs> that I do um, without ease and really without thinking about it. And I've never really recognized it until like, it's been a, a constant pattern throughout my life. Um, being from like 20 years ago when I had a client tell me that he could totally see me in, um, a corset a, with a whip. Not a, sorry, so we need to, <laughs> we need to uh, clarify our language. So this is not a, a BDSM client because now her, her no. client, this is a vanilla client. So we'll, we'll, yes. that's how we'll, so when you're talking about past clients, make sure you use the word vanilla client versus okay. BDSM kink client. Okay. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> All right. So, well, vanilla client, I don't really think he is a vanilla client. Because he, he was, said that he, he, was, he was he was your vanilla client. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, because um, I've had many different hats as as business um, owners. Um, I ran a Uvru, which you make your own beer and wine, and this is where that client had frequented my place. And because he had been a client of mine for years, and he could see me with different um, personalities and how I handled myself and how I took over a room. He had said to me one day, I could totally see you with a corset and thigh high boots and a whip in your hand. And that was 20 years ago. And I went, no, really? I don't think so. I could never pull that off. He goes, oh yeah, you could. You have that personality. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that's just the many. Yeah. 
many. And so that was like 20 years ago was the beginning yeah. of the others recognizing that in you. Yeah. Uh, which is fascinating to me because I never recognized it in myself, mm -hmm. which I think is really important to mention um, how other people see us um, and how just... we don't really see ourselves until someone points it out and we go, oh, yeah. Well, right? I also think that you've spent most of your life suppressing that, right? So you've spent oh, yeah. most of your life trying to not be too loud and not be yeah. too much and to fit in and be liked and, you know, all the things that we're taught as little girls that we're supposed to do, we're supposed to be pretty and seen and not heard and we're not supposed to make a mess and we're not supposed to take up space and we're not, we're not, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to. Basically exist. <laughs> Other than just to sit there and look pretty, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, you know, watch, you know, knowing you since we were kids is like watching you squash and suppress and, and suppress that, the dominance that you have and the leadership that you have and the skills that you have in holding space for that place. And in like that conflict, constant conflict within you and watching, you know, the pain of that, of, of, and, and, and putting yourself and being in situations where, you know, you aren't your true essence, but having to go through the motions, because that's what you're supposed to do. And, you know, I remember, that's why, I, that's why, <laughs> that's why I said, so, <laughs> you think you might want to change careers? And I said it just in that tone, just like that, just like yep. that, because instead of suppressing who you are in the world and the world telling you that you're wrong all the time, I wanted, and I so wanted you to be able to feel like your awesomeness is the world. The world wants your awesomeness. Your world wants your voice. Your world wants, you know, the people who want and and crave to surrender, to let go of control, all the things that are that our kinky BDSM clients come to see us for, they yeah. love. And I and I'm excited for them to love you because you're like kick ass and holding space and and just the glow of you embracing who you are has been a, a incredible honor me to watch unfold Aww. <laughs> and I think it really came to head when I was coming home and having to suppress my true nature all day long and then coming home and unleashing it on my family which is was not fair to them no um they basically got the brunt of what I had to deal with and because I had to bite my tongue every second of every hour of that work day, it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And then because my house is a safe place, mm -hmm. subconsciously, I was able to unleash that. And luckily, my family didn't abandon me. <laughs> so when I had proposed this new career option to my husband, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
if this is going to make you happy and to get that frustration out, you don't have to suppress that, that sadist in you <laughs> by all means. Um, and so to get that, that, um, that green light, basically, mm -hmm. um, not permission, but that green light is almost like it was a sigh of relief for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I started going through the training uh, with the courses first um, that are amazing and wonderful. And if you haven't joined them, uh, why not? You should. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and, we're, we're, we're going to just take, please pause while we take the moment to talk about <laughs> those courses. So um, Madame K took uh, BDSM 101, mm -hmm. Spanking 101, mm -hmm. um, joined the BDSM membership program, got caught up on her podcast listening. Um, so that how to become a pro dominatrix. That was the other course I took. Yep. 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 And, um, and then, you know, and so if you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I want all the things that you need to know about kink and BDSM. And also very important to go along with all those courses that she just mentioned, um, the support package. The membership um, part, yeah. The membership, yeah. The mentor membership was really important to join because I wasn't sure and she wasn't sure if anything that was going to come up for me, that could be triggering. Yes. Like we never know what is going to trigger us and what's not going to. So having that mentorship uh, package along with those courses really helped me. Um, and I have to say it, I, it made the whole process a lot smoother and a lot easier and more comfortable for me mm -hmm. because I was able, again, not to suppress my feelings not to suppress anything that was going on. Everything was on the table. There was a loving support, safe place with Gaia um, and which was really important. So if you're gonna be taking these, these courses, I really implore you to also um, get in touch with Empress Gaia and get that, member, that mentor membership as well. Because I think, I, I believe, I don't think I believe it goes hand in hand. Yes. It'll help. It'll help you with the journey for sure. Yeah. So if you're looking to become a pro dom, then part of the pro dom training and mentorship is including that it is including, yeah. it includes all of those courses and more, uh, we were create, we're actually in the development of creating even more courses as well as, um, one-on-one -on -one coaching support to help you navigate mm -hmm. your emotional stuff because uh, I just want to take a moment to talk a little bit about that is that you said the word triggered. So when a trigger mm -hmm. happens, so if everybody's listening, you're like, well, what's a trigger? So a trigger is when something from your past is brought to the surface. And we often will be emotionally reactive from a place as if it has happening when we were a kid or when we were, you know, something from a past traumatic experience is feels like it's happening now. And so those triggers affect our thoughts, our feelings, our reactions, how we move everything. 
And when we're in a triggered state, most of us don't even know we're in a triggered state. We think we're totally, it's totally logical, but it's, it's usually not. It's usually, it's usually batshit crazy, but from a place of love, I say the batshit crazy, but it's usually from a place of batshit crazy. And so it's really important to have that person that can support you through that process, whether that's me, whether that'll be someday down the road, Madame K or Mistress Cherry to help navigate those triggers. And some of the triggers that can come up are big because let's be honest, you've been taught, we've all been taught hitting people's not okay. So let's just start <laughs> with the basics. Right? Yeah. Like the basics of like hit, going around hitting people is not okay. And I still support going around hitting people is not okay unless it's consensual. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just a reminder, I support hitting only consensually. Okay. But in order for us to be able to get to that place to like embody like, well, what happens? Like, like what happens when you, and we'll go into more of this when we go into the next episode of, of the training, but you know, what happens when you hit somebody and you like it and you're not supposed to like it and all the things that start happening inside you emotionally, physically, psychologically, mm -hmm. you know, um, all of those pieces. And if you happen to be vagina owners, there's a different trigger point typically that happens that we have to move through our society. So there's different layers. This is societal stuff that we have to move through. There's um, our family stuff we have to move through. But the societal stuff of like, girls aren't supposed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You're supposed to be nice, all the stuff. And if you happen to be a penis owner, society tells you hitting girls makes you an abuser. So mm -hmm. therefore, you have a lot of stuff to have to work through if you're a penis owner about how you may want to hit a girl, and that's okay. And it's okay as long as it's consensual. And so there's, that's just, that was just one tiny, there's just, a, that's the beginning stage of just hitting people. Never mind power exchange, bondage, all the other crazy shit that we get into in the world of kink and BDSM. <laughs> so you can imagine all of those layers just by spanking somebody who wants you to spank them. And that's yeah. why it was so so important for Madame K to have that go through that process and have my backing to help her navigate and work through those pieces. Yeah, because even though I'm going to be told it's okay to hit, my brain saying no. Um, it's my subconscious that's actually saying no, that is so wrong on so many levels. But my conscious self, self said, yeah, but they said yes, no. So it's that internal conflict. Um, which I really needed help with. And that's where Empress Guy came in. Um, and I re and I believe that I wouldn't have been able to go, no conscious mind, no sub subconscious mind. I was given consent, therefore it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's the societal norm that's put that pressure on you that's told you no. Mm -hmm. That's you being denied, again, your true nature, which... I am a sadist. <laughs> I 
consensual <laughs> ethical sadist. Ethical sadist. I like seeing people in pain, <laughs> which made me a really effective personal trainer and group fitness instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't allowed to hit them. <laughs> right? That that's part sucks. No. Which really sucked because that's a huge no-no in the fitness world. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to hit people. No. Which is disappointing. So that's totally. why you changed your career. So now- yes. <laughs> now I could integrate both. Exactly. Exactly. Which is very exciting because that's one of your niches. Your niches is going to be yes. tor- torture with exercise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, baby. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so all of you kinksters that are listening and you're like, whoa. I need to get in shape and I'm kinky. You mean I could get in shape and be kinky while I'm getting in shape at the same time? I could be dominated and surrender and get in shape? Like, what? That's a perfect combination and a perfect world. That's right. (laughs) So that's going to be, that is Madam K's, going to be Madam K's niche. And I'm excited to see how that, and you stay, audience stay tuned to all the things we talked about we just talked about creating some online courses and workouts for doms for subs for you know your extreme sex exercises exercises so that you don't injure yourself and god knows i know a lot of those exercises because i've injured myself a lot Uh (laughs) so you can go for longer safer and enjoyable sexual experiences all the way around whether it's yeah. kinky, non-kinky, freaky, kinky, whatever, extreme, whatever, or you, you've had injuries, whatever, all the things. Yeah. So I'm very excited for all of those things coming up. So what is the one thing that was the real turning point for you that really made you say, yeah, it's time for me to embrace this part of me? Uh when I really had to hold myself back by smacking one of my bosses at work because of a situation that I was put in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I felt that I was right and they were wrong. And again, I was told I can't do that. I can't say no to someone that shouldn't be doing something and just turning a blind eye. I have a real problem with people not following through with accountability, boundaries, and consequences. So I felt that in order for me to be a butt-breathing turtle, and why? Which why? why do you want to be? Please pause. Let's talk about butt breathing turtles. <laughs> so I, I'm going to tell a little story. So once upon a time, a couple of years ago, my partner, aka Master, we were driving down the road. And there was a sign that said, slow down, turtles. And he's like, where did the turtles go in the wintertime? And I'm like, I don't know. So I went on a deep dive into the internet. Not for porn. (laughs) Very important. 
<laughs> but to actually find out some actual facts. So I went to the Google and I found out that many turtles hibernate during the winter time at the bottom of their water sources and they breathe through their butt. So I told Madame K, I'm like, fun fact, turtles breathe through their hibernate. I'm like, well, that's cool. So if they give a shit about a particular subject, they're going to drown and die. Yes. So I think I need to adopt this theory. Yes. So I adopted this theory and it's actually helped me. And I'm, I've actually, it's helped me go, okay, I'm giving a shit. Therefore I'm drowning because <laughs> I have to breathe through my butt and I can't do that. If I actually care about what's going on, because it's not my circus, not my monkeys. Yes. So, um, and the thing that helps me do that is very simple. Is my actions going to land me in three different places? Yes. Jail, the hospital, or the morgue? Or right. sending someone to the hospital or the morgue that could land me in jail? That's right. And that one day, I was very close to that. So that was the catalyst. That was basically the straw that broke the camel's back and me going, okay, I'm done. I need to do this. Um, I started the courses like March, yeah. a week before spring break. Yeah. <laughs> um, and still going to, still working as an educated assistant. Yep. Um, still doing that job. Still, you know, trying to maintain that ohm butt breathing turtle um, jail morgue hospital kind of theory and, um, something really devastating happened at a restaurant that I was on a date with my husband mm -hmm. and there was a, uh, an EA that I worked with at a school that started talking about me and not in a really pleasant, flattering way, a really vindictive, mean malicious with intent mm -hmm. and she started talking at her table with her friends loud enough that I could hear this and my husband could hear it and I kept my composure I finished my dinner and we left but I was devastated mm -hmm. I was humiliated I was and not um, in a good consensual humiliation way that's important. To, God, no, 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 it was not, no, it was not good at all. No, it, it was, it really put me, um, it, it really brought me to a low place mm -hmm. and it, it was, it was a horrible night. And that's the day my husband said, you're done. You're quitting. Mm -hmm you're not going to finish the rest of the school year. Cause that was my intention. I was going to do these courses uh, with Empress um, and finish out the school year till the end of June. Cause it was only a couple months. And, you know, with her encouragement, she's like, you've got this. And let every week, like we would talk, I would vent, I would rant. Um, she would remind me about being a butt breathing turtle. Uh, it would be like little text messages. Oh, with a turtle icon. Um, yeah. Just, really making sure that, you know, 
how many more sleeps? You only have like a few more weeks, blah, blah. And then that came ahead about probably, yeah, I started my courses a week before spring break. Six weeks after is when this episode happened in the restaurant. And my husband said, no, you're done. You're, I never want to see you that upset ever again. It broke his heart to see me reduced to that for something that I was trying to implement accountability and boundaries and consequences in a situation that basically they allow the inmates to run the asylum. Yeah. So there was like, yeah. And so that was, that was the catalyst, the catalyst. Yeah. That was the breaking point. That was breaking point. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you regret it? God, no. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) The gates have been opened. (laughs) I'm allowed to be free and be my true nature and my true self and not apologize for it anymore, which Basically, it's that, you know, that saying, waiting to exhale, Mm -hmm. I've been holding my breath my whole life Mm -hmm. and I've actually finally exhaled. And that to me feels amazing Mm -hmm. and not having to apologize for my true nature has been an incredible gift that I've given myself. And that's what BDSM and kink and this journey that I've gone down. Um, I basically my whole, I think my whole life I've been training for this, for this new career. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's in my DNA. Like I've mentioned earlier, it was deeply in my DNA. Um, very much like Empress Gaia, um, our true nature and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. and being in a culture that says, yeah, you are okay. Yeah, you are badass. Yeah, you don't have to apologize for who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm excited. Like every day is like just a new little adventure and that I get to like go down and, and it's also opened up my, um, my sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, that going down this training has also introduced a lot of amazing sexual experiences with my husband, um, that I never thought was possible. Mm-hmm. So let's just like, talk quickly. I want to talk about what was your kink experience before this? Um, it was, um, kind of half vanilla, half kink. Um, I would my first kink experience, I was 19 and I was with a man who was 38 and he introduced ice cubes to me. Mm-hmm. Playing with ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And doing it with the lights on. <laughs> with ice. And he went all over my body with these ice cubes. And oh my God, I had never had that kind of um, body orgasmic release. Mm-hmm. So that was my first kink experience. And I'm like, oh, I want more of that. <laughs> but I couldn't, I didn't know the avenues to go down to get more of that. And that relationship with that older man didn't last long. Um, 
and then I, you know, I moved down south to Vancouver and I was there for a year and I really couldn't find anybody um, to keep exploring that. Mm-hmm. So again, I had to suppress that because mm-hmm. I didn't know where to go. Um, and you have to remember, I moved down to Vancouver in 95, 96. So there wasn't the internet. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I'm 48. <laughs> Right. So I didn't know the avenues. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to explore more of that. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was interested in it. I knew something was at a, uh, awoken in me. Mm-hmm. And, but again, I had to suppress it because I didn't know where to go. So 30 years later, <laughs> I'm able to, because of uh, the wonderful world of internet and having that accessibility but also doing it um, in a safe and ethical way Mm -hmm. to explore and expand my kink world. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm so excited to be a part of this world uh, consensual domination with Empress Gaia and Mistress Cherry, um, because we want to make this an accessible, safe um, experience for everybody. So that's why I've, I've joined it. And that's why I'm excited to start. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to, so we're going to, our next episode. Okay. So before, before we give it, we don't want to give it all away in one episode. No. So our next episode, we're going to talk about, she comes to Ontario. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Two weeks of intense, intense training she has never seen live action so her kink experience like you said like some ice cubes maybe a little spanky spanky while she's getting banged a little bit and that's it okay so she's like she's like a virgin oh yeah she's like a kink virgin (laughs) coming into my dungeon I do have to mention this. I I did know what, like, since the internet, I did. So I explored the BDSM through porn. As we all know, that's not real life. It's all staged. It's all actors. So that was kind of my first introduction to the BDSM kink world through porn, again, which we all know is not real life. So to actually see it live and in person um was an amazing experience and i'm not telling you anymore that's right you're gonna have to wait (laughs) until the next month's episode (laughs) that's right (laughs) and then the episode after that we're going to talk about her journey coming back into her life and the integration period of her coming back into her life and the journey and the struggles and the adventures of trying to find a place where she can actually set up a dungeon so those are our yeah. next so those are our next two episodes after we're not giving you any you get nothing no denied and be and coming back into a community <laughs> that may or may not be big or small yeah. and that's all i'm gonna say about that exactly <laughs> all right so stay tuned uh madame k will have as soon as you will have her own profile you can follow her. You'll be able to follow her on FedLife. You'll be able to follow her. She'll be on. She'll have her own little page on my website. 
there's, you know, some social media. So stay tuned to follow and to learn and enjoy. By the next by the next episode, we'll have all of that stuff set up so that you can start interacting and observing, observing like she's in a natural her natural habitat. Watch Madame K. <laughs> what, what is she gonna do next? What is she going to do next? <laughs> and if you're paying attention, what's behind me? There's a hint. <laughs> we got well, we got we got Buddha a, and we got a yep. treadmill. <laughs> So I'll leave that to your wonderful imaginations. All right. So don't forget to join the BDSM membership program. This Mm -hmm. is amazing. We now have some extra features. So we got um, Mistress Cherry is now doing a monthly social uh zooms once a month for all the members so everybody gets to get to know each other and build community and have great conversations about whatever the theme is and then sometimes not even on topic at all it could just be about everybody connecting and talking about what everybody wants to talk about where mr sherry just holds space every month we have great content that is pre-recorded and it's also really hot there's a lot of nudity it's basically porn i'm just gonna call it what it is it's it's kinky porn (laughs) with an educational (laughs) twist okay (laughs) what a novel concept (laughs) it's hot and sexy great for uh lone time (laughs) yep absolutely good time spend some time together wow you may learn some stuff along the way. It's also a great way. The membership program was developed and created so that you could test out different kinks and different fetishes without necessarily being invested. So being like, oh, you know what? I've always want, I'm curious about CBT, but I don't know if I could go around kicking anybody in the balls yet. Or if I want somebody to kick me in the balls, I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, come see CBT that month and, and, and learn about the content and be like, oh, that was exciting. Or, oh, yeah, poor mission, poor mission. So like that is part of that was the, the backstory of the creation of the BDSM membership was so that people could have an opportunity in the safety of your own space, your own time in your own home um, to be able to learn about things that you don't want to necessarily be out at an event or be public or even if you go search it on porn, it's not real. So everything mm-hmm. that happens in the membership, it you're seeing is actually real. It's safe. It's saying it's consensual. It's all the things that you need to know. And you get the opportunity to then come to a social that month to talk about that kink and ask questions and be like, like, what the fuck was that? Or like, oh, that was kind of exciting. I didn't know I, that would turn me on. Right. It's like, uh, you know, or, oh, I feel kind of funny inside that that made me feel tingly. <laughs> like all of the things. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe like seeing something that, um, again, because of the social construct around the BDSM and kink is 
be wrong. Um, you could have that internal conflict of shame and guilt. Yeah. So that's what's really great about that monthly Zoom community with Mistress Cherry that I hopped on last week. And it was it was an hour. It was probably the most, it was the quickest Zoom hour I've ever had in my life. And I've done a lot of Zoom meetings, trust me. Um, because it was getting to know Mistress Cherry. It was getting to know the other people that were online and they got to know me. And we were talking about things that we all have in common and there was no guilt and there was no shame, mm-hmm. which is, again, a beautiful thing, right? right? So to be our true nature, because we were built for pleasure mm-hmm. and a story. Yep. And to deny that is sad. It is. And it affects all areas of your life. Totally. So oh, yeah. That's another thing about BDSM. It's bled into my vanilla life. <laughs> um, not, not being afraid of feeling the repercussions of what I say or do. The confidence mm-hmm. that I've grown through this experience is exponential. Yeah. And I'll explain more of that in later episodes. That's right. All right. So join the BDSM membership. It's yep. in the show notes. Join uh, the Pro Dominatrix if you're like, ooh, I'm excited about it. I, I hate my job. I hate my life. And I really want to like my life. And you mean I get to hit people and people are going to pay me for that? Yay. So if that's what you're feeling, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> right? Um, for the you know Pro Dominatrix training and mentorship mm-hmm. program. Um, that link will also be in the show notes as well. And thank you for listening. Thanks for Madame K for being here. And I'm because excited. I just want to say to um, Empress Gaia, because someone who came from a vanilla world and worked many jobs as a vanilla person, this was a natural and easy integration for me to go into. So don't think just because, oh, I'm a teacher or, oh, I'm a waitress or, oh, I'm a banker. You can't be a pro dominatrix. Oh, yes, you can. If that's what you're feeling and that and every cell in your body saying, yes, I want to do this. You absolutely can because I have. Mm-hmm. So don't think you can't because I'm proof. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I think it's really important. It's not just it's, you know, I, I don't want to be sexist. So it's not just for ladies who want to be a dominatrix. No. We also for the pro doms that, you know, are penis owners, penis owners, vagina owners, yep. anybody who wants to drop into the world, step into the world as a pro dom in whatever capacity that looks like, whoever you want, whoever your niche is, whoever will, will figure that out for you together don't worry about that piece totally um but it's also really important also the other thing i want to say is we were talking about from a pro perspective which is pro versus lifestyle dom so a pro dom is somebody who gets paid to have sessions a lifestyle dom is somebody who does it without pay 
basically. It's more part of your sexuality and there's a certain different, there's, there's a difference of the level of intimacy and connection that you have with your submissives and your bottoms um, as a lifestyle versus a pro. So those are the differences in the, in the language that we use. But even if you're like, want to learn how to be a really good dom, vagina, penis, doesn't matter what ownership you got going on there. Um, but you're like, I'm bossy and I'm dominant and I want to take control of the sexual situation. Um, come reach out to me. There's a lot of stuff we have, a lot of courses we have that are available to learn how to do that well, to learn how to do that safe and to mm -hmm. learn how to do it from a place of love and not yes. from a place of being a control freak or angry. And we no. will talk all about being a control freak control and, freak. and, and Madame K in her journey of being a control freak in recovery. We will talk all about that in our next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to miss that one. <laughs> you don't want to miss that one. Mwah. Thank you, audience, Mwah. for listening. And you are amazing. Bye, Madame K. Thanks for being here. Bye, Empress Gaia. Love you. Love you too. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience. And I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. <laughs> I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, uh, my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option, we have that. You can email my slutty assistant Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.